Okay, ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Amazing. Yes. You're well practiced at that. Now the entire interview. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We can stop. Borders. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams, a podcast exploring the lives and minds of theatre practitioners in and around the Aotearoa performing arts industry. I'm your host, James Shearer. Today, I'm joined by Akina Edmonds. Just a few quick things before we get started. So this is another episode that I recorded way in advance before I took a break from the podcast. So it was recorded in December of last year, which means there are a few things in this episode that we talk about that have already happened or are just not relevant anymore because it was recorded almost a year ago. So getting into the intro, Akina's career was kickstarted when she was cast in the Australian production of Buddy Holly in her final year at NASDA. She then continued her Australian performing journey for 10 years before COVID brought her home to New Zealand. Listen in to hear how Akina felt being one of the few performers on stage during a pandemic. We discuss the joys of landing a big gig straight out of drama school. And of course, we learn about the phone call from Akina's agent saying she will be playing Angelica Skadler. So, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, enjoy a conversation with Akina on Broadway and other Kiwi dreams. Got it, Akina. How are you going? Good. How are you going? I'm very good. How's life treating you at the moment? Pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Ups and downs like everyone else, especially mm-hmm. during this time. Um, but I think we can all agree that it's just allowed a bit more reflection and reevaluation. So really good. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. It's a, a time to reflect and a time to get in touch with yourself, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so the first question... I like to ask people is mm-hmm. either an easy question or a super hard question, depending on who you are. And it is, what is your favorite musical? <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's hard at the moment because obviously I'm going to be a bit biased. Um, <laughs> uh, let, let me try and not be biased. Favorite musical. Actually, to be fair, when I, when I was in New York, um, I watched Memphis and was surprisingly moved. So I'm going to say Memphis mm-hmm. as I catch myself in that thought there. I love Memphis. Yeah, it's gorgeous. What do you What do you like about it? Is it the the music or uh, the story or the music and the story? Like I don't, I'm not someone who can like remember things. You know how people can quote movies after watching it once or twice. I wouldn't be able to do that. I just remember being moved by a moment that the cousin speaks for those who haven't seen i don't want to give away too much but um yeah and just people pushing the boundaries but definitely the music and the story and all those powerhouse females yeah and males you know what i mean like it's a collective thing it's no it's no you know not not one uh a lot of person is is really Carrying it, it was just a gorgeous. I don't know what the um the guy's character name is, but beautiful performance from him as well. So, hey folks, future James here. Just jumping in here to clarify that the main character's name in Memphis is Huey Calhoun, and I just learned that he's loosely based on a real life disc jockey, Dewey Phillips. He was one of the first white DJs to play African American music in the fifties. So, there you go. 
back to the podcast. Mm. Absolutely. Powerhouses everywhere. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so jumping back in time a wee bit to your mm. your growing up life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you did you perform growing up at all? Did we like were you have you always been singing and doing all that stuff? All that stuff. Uh yes, I I didn't really know I wanted to perform until I was about thirteen. 14 and I knew I just wanted to mm-hmm. sing really um yeah. and then it wasn't until about 17 leaving school I still just knew I wanted to sing that then I got given this pamphlet for NASDA and went okay I'm gonna do that mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I got into NASDA and and uh yeah the rest is history I guess so from then yeah. just it was just a matter of getting work and doing what I sure. love doing. Mm. What What about your family? Were they in this world at all? Uh, in the performing arts world? Yeah. No. I think my grandmother likes to tell me that my great-grandmother was a really good singer. Um, sure. So that's cool. That's cool to know. <laughs> uh, I have a younger sister who is a very good singer. Um, yeah. And that that's really it. Mum can't really sing. I mean, she'll, she'll <laughs> tell you otherwise when she's, you know, on the night out at karaoke. But, yeah. yeah. Other than that, not really. Mm. Mm. So did they have any reservations to you going into this industry or no. were they super supportive the whole way? No, I think, yeah, I think the moving away from home is always a, a problem. With big families, mm-hmm. you know, and being out of seven as well, it that feels like you're leaving a lot, and and you you are really, um, yeah. So they didn't; they were sad, but there was never. I never felt held back from my family. Um, if anything, sure. I I would probably be the one that would hold myself back to stay with family if need be, you know. So mm. no, no, they were very supportive. Everyone's just happy awesome. to do their own thing. Yeah. Cool. So the next question that I always ask people is, what is your dream role to play? And if <laughs> if I have done any research at all, I think that this may be coming up in the near future for you, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that's only a recent, obviously a recent dream role. Um, so definitely, yes. Uh, Angelica, and I think, you know, uh, the other thing too is I was actually having a conversation uh, with a few friends just the other night about this, and for me, mm-hmm. what I would really love, regardless of, of who it is and, and what show it is, is um, the mix between I don't really get to use any of my lyrical singing or any of, not, not that I would consider myself a classical singer at all, but mm. um, be nice to use that sort of vocal range, um, vocal quality sure. in a role that's quite meaty um, in terms of its mm. depth and substance doesn't necessarily need to be on stage all the time or anything like that. Just yeah. a, a very uh, meaty character with um, the opportunity to use the lyrical vocal quality that I don't really get to use and stuff that I usually get cast in. Mm. So whatever that is, is there, you yeah, know, it could I was going to say, is there a role that, that- you have a mind for that or 
No, no, because the Glinda too is too far that way, you know, too classical mm-hmm. for for me. Um, I don't no, no, I don't have that answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do, please let me know because then you know I'll be I'll be into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone listening knows the answer to that question. Yes, exactly. Hit us, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> I think my friend said, I'm quite sure you can do that with Angelica. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, make it your own. <laughs> mm. Exactly. So We'll see. <laughs> yes, we will. So we mentioned NASDA, which yep. is the National Academy of Singing and Dramatic Art in mm-hmm. Christchurch, New Zealand. Yep. Always have to... That mention in. that yep, just yep, in yep. case in case that. people <laughs> in case I'm people like, don't what's know that? is that nasa with a d yeah <laughs> yeah well when you sit when you actually when you search just nasda online it comes up with some sort of space thing so <laughs> oh right okay there yeah. you go it's like did you mean yeah. nasa De- no yeah definitely not, not. <laughs> definitely not uh performing art school in christchurch i can tell you that <laughs> no yeah exactly <laughs> uh so yes nasda um mm. How was how was the NASDA experience for you? Uh it, it um it's quite a broad question, isn't it? It, it good. <laughs> um you know what I mean? Like it you know, did did you study you studied at NASDA? Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I think uh, the collective um experience is you know, there's so many highs and so many lows. Um I think for me it would have been good if I'd gone in maybe twenty 21, when you're 18, there's so much going on, especially hormonally, um, that, yeah. you know, to try and keep focus in such intense work is a lot to ask of someone who's going through so much, you know, just as a human, <laughs> there's a lot mm-hmm. going on hormonally. <laughs> and so, it's, yeah. it, you know, I, I would have loved to have been more present with the experience because there was so much offered. Um but because there was so many other things going on in my life, I really didn't give it the presence that I wish I could have. However, in saying that, I learned a lot, like so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are still things that I carry with me today and, and moments that go, oh, that's what they were talking about in the past. And that yeah. only comes with with experience. So um, life experience, you know, not 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 professional experience, just, just life experience. You go, ah, oh, what are you talking about? So for yeah. me, it was, it was, a, it was a good experience. It was, you know, and no true learning experience should be comfortable or easy or always fun. So there were moments where it was definitely not fun. And obviously moments where I considered leaving as I'm sure many, uh, Nazarites mm-hmm. have. And I think that yeah. is part of the experience is considering leaving because you sh- you shouldn't be going there if it's just something you're kind of half-hearted about because they're, they're asking you for yeah. your entire self. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a long-winded answer in, in how my experience at NASDA was. Um, mm. And I'm sure I would have taken a lot more in had I been slightly older um, and a bit more settled. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's like you know hindsight's always 2020 isn't it so you you never know what what would have happened if you were older or even if you would have gone if you were older you know yeah exactly and if you asked me then it might have been a different answer 
Like this is uh, yeah, again, exactly. this answer is in hindsight, and I'm speaking on behalf of the 18 year old me. So it's, yeah. Oh, another question. Yes, go for it. Different sort of question. What What would be your dream miscast role to play? A role that you would never be cast as, but you'd like to play anyway. I think the only reason you'd never be cast as a role is because you can't do it. So then in that case, I wouldn't want to be cast in something I don't think I'm capable of, i.e. i.e. Glinda, in terms of true technical, classical sound. Again, though, you, you never say never, right, because once you put the work in and, and how long you give yourself, whatever. Dream miscast role. Let's come back to that because that's a really cool question. I've never considered that. <laughs> never considered that like that's a really cool question i'd love to like answer that properly um mm. so if we can i'd love for us to come back to that as because i'm sure, sure something will, will, will come up as we continue to speak <laughs> yeah that's a awesome. cool cool question i'd love to know your answer for you if you have one mm. i did have one yeah which i re- i recorded in march and now i've forgotten it well it could change you know things change it it can change as as this whole year has taught us us. (laughs) yes exactly yeah (laughs) you've got no work now you've got all the work ah yeah yeah or you've well you've had all the work and now you've got no work (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah so moving uh through to your a career. Yep. So after, well, I was going to say after NASDA, but actually at NASDA, in your last year at NASDA, mm. you got cast in Buddy Holly. Yeah. Yeah. In cool. The um, Australian tour or, the, or just the Australian mm, production? Yeah. 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 Australian production. How was that getting <sighs> cast in that? Oh, I think um, we have Angela Johnson to thank for that because mm-hmm. she convinced. One, uh, she had a friend, I don't know whether the, it was the director that was the friend, oh, please don't quote me, um, but she mentioned to them, you should come to Christchurch because usually Australian productions, if they do audition in New Zealand, they audition in Wellington or Auckland. Um, yeah. And I think Ange had something to do with convincing them to come to Christchurch. So we have her sure. to thank for that. Um, so <laughs> then they came to Christchurch and... Again, I have Ange to thank for that audition because I remember her saying, and I use that to this day, because um, I like to yab on, especially if I'm nervous. She said to me, can I just go in there, do the business walkout? I was like, oh, yeah. why do you want to talk? <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, now I've found that balance of doing the business and also enjoying a bit of banter, but then going back to the to the work. That was amazing to get my first show. In my mind, I thought I'd like, that's it. Oh, my gosh, we made it. Blah, 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 done. Um, but yeah. that's not the case. <laughs> like, I still feel like I'm quite I still feel like I'm quite new in the industry, which, you know, in my mind, I, I am. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even with my experience in the industry, I would always say I'm still quite a newbie. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was very exciting. It was very, we also had... Uh, a new director and a new in a recast um quite close to opening which was slightly uh traumatic's a very strong word but it it unsettled 
and rocked the boat a mm. little. So, yeah. you know, but I had no idea. So this was my first experience and your first experience is the one you think uh, how it's going to roll for, you know, however long you get employed in music yeah. theatre. So for me, I was like, okay, this is all part of it. But, you know, it turns out there are different experiences with different shows and different productions, different producers. Yeah, that that got me over here. And so that made me available to audition for other shows, you know. Avenue yeah. Q I got because a friend from Buddy Holly couldn't do it and she was like, hey, are you available? And so I was basically, basically on the plane. I auditioned via um, voice memos really on the Friday yeah. and then joined the cast on the Monday. Wow. Yeah, so there's just, just things like that where, you know, people do say, got to be in the right place for opportunities. And they're like, oh, yeah, you get it. That's true. Because <laughs> it's just time is such a valuable thing. And so it's all well and good to have the talent. Yeah. But if we don't have the time to work on anything else, then talent's irrelevant. Yeah. And you got to be yeah. open to taking those opportunities as well. Yeah. And uh, available, you know, not not have too much tying you down in a sense um yeah too many responsibilities so yeah i i take my hat off to parents in this industry i really do totally and parents in the sense of fur babies businesses human babies you know <laughs> yeah any any kind of baby <laughs> yeah exactly mm. after that you worked professionally for 10 years in mm. australia Mm. Is there is there a time or a production that you look back on with particular fondness or I'm gonna have to say beautiful. I, I know that's probably mm -hmm. the most recent one. The reason yeah. I say oh I'm gonna say sister act and beautiful for different reasons. Beautiful because everything was just gorgeous and full of heart from the producers to stage management to company management to cast to then the show itself. You know, yeah. such a gorgeous uh, show, that album, Tapestry, uh, Esther Hannaford in, in that role, just stunning humans from the very top to, oh, I mean, it's, it's silly to say top to bottom because that's ridiculous, but you know what yeah. I'm saying in terms of producers yeah. down to cast, to, to crew, da, da, da. and that was the first show, you know, I decided that I I think I've had enough of, of covering unless you know there are a few few things in place again never say never and that was the first show that it was just one track for me i'm used to doing sure about three three four tracks in any show yeah hey folks future james here again just jumping in here for the benefit of our non-performing arts listeners just to explain tracks so a track is essentially one performer's path through a show both on stage and off stage so that includes dialogue, choreography, can include harmonies, costume changes offstage and props that they have to pick up, uh, stuff like that. So, so learning multiple tracks means that you might have to learn a different choreography within a dance or a dance number. You might have to learn different harmonies even, uh, different placements on the stage, different costume changes everything like that. So it takes a lot of brain power to learn multiple tracks and be able to switch between them from night to night. So that's tracks. Um, yeah, 
back to the podcast. So for me, that was really, really nice. Um, and Sister Act, because I got to work with um, a beautiful director, Warren Bates, in New Zealand. And, it, yeah, he just ignited that spark in me again for theatre because I kind of came back to New Zealand going, oh. And then finding the heart within that show, Sister Act, because, you know, it was all comedy, but there's so much heart to be played with and, totally. and and explored. So I got to explore the heart within that comedy, which was gorgeous. So, yeah. Yeah. Those two. Mm. Yeah. And that was on Home Soil as well. Yeah. That was the first one. Big production, Home Soil. And get this, the set had the cathedral door from the cathedral in Christchurch. Wow. So it was just beautifully symbolic as well. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I really, I felt a responsibility to honour that. Yeah. Just, you know, not not hugely, but just an inkling of that, that sense to really want to honour that set, being home, that's where I studied, you know, so. Yeah. So come full circle. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first time I heard about you was when you were cast in The Lion King, which was during my time at NASDA. Nice, yes. You were in the ensemble, but you also played the understudy for Nala and Sarabi, is that right? Yes, 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 good research. I need to do more like that. I need to research more. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I did, yep, yep. Did you, did you get to play Nala and Sarabi? I did. I, I, yeah. I, yep. I absolutely did, and it was, it was um, challenging because when you don't really get to go on often and then take on notes, and you can't really apply those notes. You know, again, this is why I had this conversation with myself about covering. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's it's equally as rewarding because you mm-hmm. you get to go on. You know, Nick Arthur Simba and um, yeah. Jay Williams is Simba when he's understudy. We, we, you know, we've had times going on together, and so it was. It was Kiwis doing their thing yeah. over there, which was really, yeah. really nice. And I've, oh yeah, I've learned so much from that show, and the music was absolutely stunning. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, that's two and a half years of the same show, eight shows a week. So you've got to love something about it. <laughs> totally. And for me, the yeah. music kept me there. The music just, that just yeah. that like that spirit of the music was unbeatable. Totally. And to come from a 1994 Disney movie. Like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. The, like that's for the base. Like obviously they built on that, but that's like the origin of that kind of music. And it's just. I know. Just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And even just like coming down, because I was a bird lady in my ensemble. I mean, you interchange through. Um, different animals so to speak yeah uh but being a bird lady coming down the aisle and seeing being mm-hmm. being able to see the audience in the first number and that number being so epic people are crying in that number and you're just like oh my gosh this is my job this yeah. is incredible i don't care what just happened before like you know you've yeah. had a crappy day whatever you come down the aisle and people are crying in the first number you're like wow what a true gift to be able to share that um even just for a split second with strangers <laughs> yeah totally yeah I, I saw that my family went my family and i went to uh london when i was younger and we saw the lion king on the west end and it was that that opening number 
of the just all the puppets coming down it's like as a as a kid especially you're like it's what the heck is going eh? on <laughs> it's so epic it's so yeah. so epic like and then the elephant is huge like uh-huh. how does that thing even exist it's huge <laughs> so yeah oh wow <laughs> and to see uh, coming back to you and and that production to see you get cast in that at Nas, in my time at NASDAQ, I was like, wow, so this is what you can do with this degree. <laughs> it's like, yes, this, yeah, this is yeah. the future for a lot of people that go to NASDAQ. So it's just yeah. coming back to NASDAQ, just an amazing springboard for people. To yeah, exactly. Yeah, and exactly. And, and I think to add to that, you know, there's a, it, there's also, I, I know I was very lucky. I was very lucky getting a job straight out of NASDAQ. Well, hadn't even finished the year, the third yeah. year. I was super, super lucky. Um, so there's, there's also the application. It's all well and good to get the degree, but the application doesn't stop. It does yeah. not stop. If, if anything, you're mm-hmm. getting a bargain doing it at a, at a school uh, because, you know, you, you're paying $120 for a private of, of singing. You pay however many thousands for acting classes and you know but I guess with that though you get to kind of tailor your training and and try out different places so you're not getting used to just one way of working which is good because you know there's different directors everywhere yeah Um, yeah and productions work differently and and all of that so yeah it, it is it's 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 definitely a starting point of discipline to really hone hone your discipline, hone your craft, and if you think you've honed it, you've got to hone it more. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's what we were saying before of sometimes it doesn't click for years after yes. you get out. You know, like those exactly. lessons so- suddenly you're like, oh, that's what they mean. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and 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 like any degree, you're not entitled to work just because you have it. Yeah, and I think you know, there's that balance of of doing the work and also understanding that just you're not entitled to get a job straight away. Mm-hmm. Not all scientists get jobs straight away just because they have their degree. <laughs> so it's the same. It's just it's the same yeah. with us. You know? uh-huh. Got to do the work. Got to do the work. Got to do the work. Exactly. Speaking of the work, you were on The Voice. I was. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you you were on The Voice, uh, 2019. Yes. Oh, that feels like 17,000 years ago. Yeah, which was literally only last year, but <laughs> how was that experience? Yeah, that was good. Like, it was it was just nice to be in a different space performing-wise, you know? Just you get used to a certain world, whatever mm. it is. So for me... I understood the musical theatre audition process. I understood callbacks. I understood, you know, and time and how it runs and you're not really there for, oh, that's a lie. I was going to say not there for too long, but my callback day for Hairspray is probably about 9.30 to about 6. So <laughs> I, I almost just lied. Uh, but mostly, you know, uh, so with voice, you know, you get to hang out with a lot of cool people or artists. You do, you know, film is a lot different and, and, um, yeah. 
So we're there for about 13 hours, but that's just, you know, they call it the the vortex, you know, TV vortex. As soon as you walk mm. into it, time's gone, like whatever. It could yeah. be 2 a.m., it could be 2 p.m., who cares? Are you hungry? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that was that was it was really cool and um, understanding the little nuances and what camera work needs and mm. and you know working time frames around different circumstances and and yeah. So that was really cool. It was really cool. I enjoyed it. Because was that was that your first TV experience? Um, no, not really. Um, again, it's just been reality. Shows. I think I. I don't know if mm. you probably remember, but I think I was like fourteen or fifteen, and there was a show called The Machine. I was up the coast. I think I was at yeah, I was at Ngata College in Rotorua, and went to Gisborne to film this um, reality mm-hmm. TV show. You know where you yeah. represent your region. There's a there's an athlete, there's a there's a performer, and then there's the brains, and obviously sure. I was, <laughs> you know. Uh, so that was fun. That was fun. And then, you know, there was New Zealand Idol and just a few TVCs here in Australia. So. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. It's, yeah, it's fun. They're long days. They're long days. Yeah, totally. Any behind the scenes secrets that you can share? Well, <laughs> if they're secrets, you can't share. <laughs> no, we won't tell anyone. Don't worry. <laughs> for, for any behind the scenes secrets? Nah. You just get nah. fed. Well, yeah, you get fed well. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah, we got we got the scoop. Coming in, <laughs> <laughs> coming in with the goods. Nothing on the coach is that. Like, coming in with the goods about being fed. Typical Edmonds on about food. <laughs> so you've just finished a tour of the shows must go on, which at the time of being on tour was one of the biggest shows that was happening in the world at, oh, because right. of COVID. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Good good stats. Oh, I like that. My question was, how did it feel to be like one of the only performers performing? But <laughs> I guess you didn't think about oh, it. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I did think about being one of the only performers performing. I didn't think about it being the biggest in the world. Um, yeah, yeah. I did feel a sense of responsibility um, mm-hmm. towards my performing family, yeah. you know, to just to take it all in and to to honour it differently. It was it was I mean, I've used honour and responsibility a few times now, but I really felt that this time, which was really cool. It was nice to go. Hang on, this means a lot more this time yeah. out. And, um, and it always has for me. It's always, you know, for me, it's mostly about family. And but this time it was family and family. So yeah, that's what it felt like. And it, and you know, and some of us felt a bit of guilt. It was like I didn't really want to celebrate it too hardcore on social media um, mm. because of the fact there are people mourning their jobs and mourning their way of expressing and yeah. their way of connecting. So it was a it was a weird thing to feel to feel excited and slightly guilty, and then mm-hmm. then realize there's no point feeling guilty. So um, to just honor honor the industry and do the best job you can with what we have. Yeah, 
Mm. And it must have been great to to get to see your own country as well on the on the to tour. To be fair, it was it was such a quick turnaround for every city. I like mm. really didn't get to experience a lot of the country. Um mm. but we do have a stunning oh my gosh, New Zealand is stunning. Mm-hmm. And so it did inspire me to to make some time to explore i.e. the South Island, Queenstown, like, whoa. Uh, but, yeah, yeah unfortunately f- for me, there was, there wasn't enough time in each city. But, yeah, even even just driving from place to place, say, it's like... Yeah, just beautiful. Driving on those remote roads j- through the mountains, like... Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Don't get nauseous, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our roads are so windy. Yeah, That's our true. roads are just true. incredibly windy. So far out. It was, that was a bit of <laughs> adjusting. That you know, I had a bit of adjusting to do with that. It's fun. Yeah. The compromise <laughs> was that you get beautiful views. So whatever. Yeah. Can't win them all. No. No, exactly. <laughs> but no, definitely winning in that aspect. So we mentioned Angelica. Yep, we did. We did, uh, and yes. I, d- I don't think we mentioned that that's in Hamilton. If, if oh, people I mean, don't if know you that. don't know that it's in Hamilton, then it doesn't matter. Then get Disney yeah. Plus and go watch Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, and then and then wait for quarantine free on the way back and come watch. Yeah. So you're playing yeah. Angelica in Sydney, Hamilton, yes. Australia. Um, yes. What was it like getting that call that you've got that? I actually, I actually didn't believe my agent. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I, did, I didn't really. I think there were a few cuss words, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was wondering whether it was a callback or whether it was understudy or you know cover. Yeah. yeah so it took him a. <laughs> a few rounds of repetition to to let me know that <laughs> I was offered I was offered Angelica Skyler and that was that I you know in my mind it was yeah. just, I had to still do other things or like I'm surely this isn't it and yeah it was and so mm-hmm. yeah so it was it was an interesting process for me to hear that information because you you think you you just go yeah oh my gosh but I was like what no 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 <laughs> What do you mean? Are you sure? How do you know? <laughs> you know like, no, that's not possible. Yeah, full angry about it. You must have the wrong person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so gorgeous. And it's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> yeah, so it was, yeah, a beautiful phone call full of all of the emotions, starting with confusion. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely stunning. That'll be such an incredible audition. Uh, not audition. Rehearsal process. Rehearsal. Like, yeah. That'll be amazing. It's going to be magic. It's going to be To get magic. to sing Rehearsals, those songs. Yeah, exactly. Rehearsals are usually the, the most magical part of the process. Yeah. yeah. Rehearsals, just in general. Yeah, just getting to build the show from the ground up. Mm-mm. Yep, I'm super excited about that. You you could almost say you'll be you'll be satisfied. 
Oh, here he goes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need to work there on that punchline, my love. <laughs> we, we threw one pun in there, so we're good. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I almost avoided the room where it happened one, so that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, we, yes. we, got a, we got a different pun in there, so we're good. Here we go. Exactly. Do we want to circle back to the dream miscast role? Did you have a think about it ah, while you were talking? Talking. <laughs> I wonder if I'd want to play Hamilton. That's what I was going to suggest. Like, is there is there a male role that in would Hamilton be that you... Actually, I lie. Bert. Mm-hmm. There's some of those songs that he sings, man. Woo! So so much soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, soul goes without saying, doesn't it? In this show, in Hamilton so, especially, yeah. Mm, so yes, the the dream miscast role would be better. Done. There it is. Gorgeous. That may change, <laughs> but for today, on the third of December, twenty twenty, it's Bert. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, one listener question. Okay, go on then. Uh, this is from Ben Jarrett. It's kind of a a, a deeper question. Oh, uh, okay. His question is, what helps you get up on those difficult mornings? Uh, I would say paycheck, but it, that's not it. <clears throat> paycheck is, is, is never, and should never be the sole reason for anything. Anyway, that's my own personal opinion. Um, mm-hmm. What helps me get up? Oh, my responsibility to the team. Sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that's a very strong one for me. I, and I think a lot for a lot of musical theatre people, um, knowing that, you know, for me, I know stage management and company management have a, a job to do and, and so that's just such a big thing to ask of them. And I know it's their job and I know they're happy doing it and then calling out and there's call-out anxiety that, that I'd love to talk about on another day that a lot of performers experience. So it's actually easier to just go in and, and not let the team down and be there yeah. for for the cast. And in actual fact, you know, if you if you sit, you just, just stay home, but it's not that easy for a lot of performers to just go, okay, now I'm, yeah. I'm just going to call out. Um, yeah. probably be different now, you know, with COVID in our spaces. Yeah, that's it. the the responsibility to the team is what gets me up on those difficult days. Sure. If it if it can't be for me, it's got to be for something, something and someone else. And so, yeah, put yourself aside and do it for everyone else. Yeah, leave your shit at the door, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Well, not so much that you don't acknowledge it and and work on it, but <laughs> yeah, yes as much as you can for the work and then find quiet space to to work with that shit and get in there and deal with it. Mm-hmm. Another question. Go on then. Do you have a favourite role that you have played? I know we've talked about, you know, Dolores and um, your roles in Beautiful and all that stuff. Is there a favourite role maybe just for the role itself? Yeah, actually, I really enjoyed playing Yona in Children of Eden for the Stephen Swartz triptych. Mm-hmm. It was a one-night-only one show. I really enjoyed it because it wasn't just Sass Queen coming in being sassy or anything like that. It was just a – it had a beautiful arc 
had a stunning journey, had beautiful songs. Actually, that's probably one of the songs, that's probably one of the songs I really enjoyed in terms of its vocal quality was Stranger to the Rain um, sure. and Sailors of the Skies. They're really beautiful music, yeah. actually. Nice. That was probably, yeah, that was probably, that, that would be the surprise one, you know, besides Dolores and Janelle. That would be one. Yeah. Actually, I really enjoyed the arc of this character and the vocal quality in the songs. It's interesting the quote unquote smaller roles that yeah kind of bring something out and emotionally, you know. Mm, mm. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I really did. It's almost yeah, like you think the, the underdog characters. Uh, I guess mm. what I yeah. what I enjoy. Like it's never been about. Give me the one that's on the stage all the time. <laughs> In other similar areas but different, you mm. it, it says in your bio and stuff that you have taken acti- uh sorry, screen acting classes. Oh yeah. So is that yeah. is that something that you wanna Absolutely s- make your way into as well? Absolutely, yeah. And again, there's no rush, you know. I think there was a mm. part of me that was like, quickly get into the next thing, do good at this thing. And was, oh my gosh, the pressure we put on ourselves <laughs> to be amazing straight away is just ridiculous. Um, yeah. So yes, and and the reason something about screen acting that I really really enjoy is just that that intimacy and and not needing it to read seven rows back to a house of 2000 or to the gods or you know you can have that same intensity but just in such a a minuscule small kind of frame so to speak totally yeah um yeah and and just finding that that balance has been really really fun and thinking in my mind i was like oh yeah that transition would be easy you just do everything smaller i was like "Mm." yeah (laughs) It's a bit more to it. It's that. actually just a completely different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and it is. And, and that's what I that's what I love about it is that it's completely different. Um, You don't have audience feedback. So mm. the only feedback you're getting is from your scene partner and maybe someone yeah. behind the camera. It's, it's definitely something that I just, I enjoy a lot. And again, it's funny because that thing of making it smaller and quieter and then you've got the likes of Jim Carrey. So it's that's not really the rule of thumb mm. with, with yeah. the camera. And it's the like there are certain so, rules, but that but rules are meant to be there's broken. There's not really, yeah, yeah. There's not really. It's just a different yeah. way to work that muscle, that you know, that acting muscle and technical muscle. Being aware of different technical aspects. Yeah. Um, you know, theater's got theirs, screen has theirs, and so yeah, it's really really fun. I just, I, I just, I. Door, and I'm about to go to another one on the 12th and I haven't been in the room for, for a screen workshop in so long so I'm peeking yeah peeking 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 yep just do some work <laughs> and to mess it up and like be shit and and be super rusty and not be good yeah. and then get notes and go oh my god that's why I am yeah I'm excited yeah well mm. keep an eye out for Kenny Edmonds on the silver screen. <laughs> yeah, cute. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, availability will be scarce uh, through this contract. Yeah, but. maybe, maybe like within like 10 years, we'll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The five to ten year plan, whatever that means. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> and and the main thing is, I'm not my favorite thing about that is understanding that I'm not really too fussed about the outcome. It's because the the process of going to class is what's fun for me. Is what's exciting, and yeah. So if gigs come up from that and and whatever, that's that's fine. That's gorgeous yeah. too. But yeah, I just love being in class. It's all about the process. Yeah, I should probably get other class at some stage, but whatever. Uh, until then, I'm enjoying it. So coming towards the end, I guess, th- this uh, this podcast is called Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams, based around yeah. performing as a Kiwi. Yep. So my question to you is, what is your Kiwi dream? My Kiwi dream. My dream. It's quite a few. Uh, obviously, screen, theatre, crazy, sidebar, non-theatre at all. I would mm-hmm. love to study criminology, psych- psychology. Um, sure. And then I was reminded that I was so interested in science. I, I was reminded of that as I was walking home today. I was like, I remember really wanting to study science um and i guess all in all i the ultimate would be to come back to new zealand and build a uh a center for youth to you know help them and help facilitate youth that may not have resources or support networks um and in achieving their dreams with gangster yeah. facilitators like you know amazing people so that's kind of yeah. like the ultimate ultimate i'm talking like yeah 50s 50s 60s yeah my age not not, not their age <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah i mean that's that for me that's kind of the ultimate and again things may change and i might want to do other things um yeah but again for the 3rd of december in 2020 that's the answer <laughs> amazing well, yeah. that's a very, very cool dream. Yeah. Yep. Well. Well. I think that's, we've been going for 58 minutes, so. There you, you go. Know, there you go. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you so much, uh, Akina, for coming thank on the podcast you, and sharing your wisdom. Wisdom. Sure. If you call it that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And thank yeah. you to everyone for listening. Yes, thanks to everyone. Thank you for, for having me and you know, having chats and letting me share some things. Of course. Mm-hmm. All right, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was such a cool episode. I loved her story about going for the Buddy Holly situation, like just being at the right place at the right time and then just going for it. Like... Uh, that's one thing I'm learning about well I already knew it but like it's solidifying in my mind talking to these amazing people about just being open to opportunities and then just going for it head on if you want to see more of Akina doing her thing head to akina.maria on Instagram wherever you're listening why not subscribe to the podcast feed and also give us a rating and a review it'll help get the podcast into more ears and after all that's the goal isn't it you can also follow the podcast on facebook instagram and twitter at kiwi dreams pod check out the website kiwi dreams 
And if you want to support the show, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash Kiwi Dreams podcast. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk at you next time with another amazing guest on Broadway and other Kiwi Dreams. Kiwi Dreams.